Hello everybody, I am so glad you're here. I'm Ray Hughes and welcome to The Listening Porch. As far as old family stories, I got plenty of them, but I thought I might just kind of show you a picture. Uh, there's, there's our old home place in a place called Adolphus, Kentucky on Garrett's Creek. That house is sitting, on the, sitting in Kentucky, and the road where the picture is taken from was uh, in Tennessee. There's the old smokehouse there on one side. There's a two-room house, about 12 by 12 in each room, and uh, with a kind of started off almost like a lean-to kitchen on the back of it where Granny did all the cooking, the old wood stove. And man, I've eaten, I've eaten my weight many times in cornbread and that in that little kitchen right there. And, uh, but anyway, that's, that's kind of what, what, what I called the old home place. It was Granny and Grandpa's house, but that's where we, where we, we, we call home. And because uh, we moved so much and we would, uh, my, with my mom and dad, we were always moving looking for work and looking for a better day. But most of the better days never came. So we would wind up living back there with Granny and Grandpa and did, and did for most of my childhood. That felt like the anchor place, you know. And, uh, but after this storm came through last night, and it was really a harsh storm, I got to thinking about those days uh, there in Garrett's Creek. I remember one, one May morning, uh, Granny uh, was uh, a bit nervous acting that day. And she, and, and, uh, she was afraid all the time. She, she was so afraid of storms. She was afraid of snakes. She was afraid the old house was gonna catch on fire. Uh, she, she was always afraid for us kids, you know. Don't, uh, we, we all slept in, the, us kids slept in the, in the back room. Granny slept in the front room in an old, old armchair sitting there with a shawl over her legs. And she would sit there and nod and doze all night long, but she'd never go to bed because she, she felt like if she went to bed that the house would catch on fire and she wouldn't be awake to get all of us out. And uh, she was afraid of storms and, and she watched, she listened uh, to her own knowings for weather reports and everything. And having all those Irish, old Irish sensibilities, she had all kind of senses that she would know when it's going to rain and know when it's going to storm and know when, the, she always knew things. She had that intuition. And, uh, but then our world kind of changed when uh, she got, an, when we wound up with the radios because they put an old radio on top of that old refrigerator in the kitchen. And she would stand there in the mornings and listen to the weather report. And, um, and she knew that the storms were coming. And uh, so in a way that, that caused her to be able to fear in advance and think upon and meditate on uh, those kind of things. And uh, when, uh, then one day in, on that May morning, she said, oh, youngins, I want you to know today is fixing to come up a cloud. And, and uh, so we knew what that meant. When granny would get fearful like that, she would start acting nervously and she, uh, and in her nervous tizzy, you know, around the house there, she started getting things ready. Well, we knew what that meant. We're going to the cellar. And um, of course, when she said, as she walked over and looked out the screen door, that, that back door uh, that you can see there in the picture, she looked out 
And she said, Lord, young'uns, it's coming up a cloud. And she looked through that screen and she said, I think this one's fixing to make. We got to go. So she grabbed a, a mason jar full of uh, pinto beans and wadded up, rolled up a bunch of cornbread, leftover cornbread and wax paper, put it in her paper sack with a jar, mason jar of, uh, of water. And she got her flashlight and uh, she had her, and she always kept safety pins pinned to the inside of her old cotton dress. And uh, so she had every, she was fully equipped for survival, if you will. And so she lines up, we head up the road. Grandpa always walked about 10 steps in front of everybody with a walking stick. Actually a walking stick that this camera is sitting on right now was his walking stick. It's my monopod for, for my moments like this. And uh, 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 then, uh, and it's my walking stick as well. But he's walking out in front and he walked about 10 steps in front of the whole family in case a snake came out of the road or anything, he'd kill it. And uh, uh, before we, in other words, he was protecting us and we were trailing behind him. And all of us, uh, uh, we knew when we got to the cellar what that was gonna look like. We get in that old storm cellar, it was nothing more than a cave, a dugout in the ground. And um, with, with, with old tin and, and, and mud and, and rocks and stuff piled over that in the side of the bank. And uh, in that, if you go inside, it will be total and complete pitch dark, pitch black. Once that door closed, when the storm was coming in, we were sitting in complete isolation on an old board, like a plank, on the, on the, sitting on about two rocks, about four or five inches tall. And Grandpa would be sitting on one end, then my granny beside of him, my brother Junior beside of her, me beside of Junior, Sue beside of me, Marty and Delbert and, on down, and May and Dorothy, everybody, the whole, whoever was in the cellar were all sitting there in this line. Total pitch black, but being protected from the storm. And about once every 30 minutes, Grandpa would turn on the flashlight real quick, and there he would have an ax in his hand shining the light, looking to make sure there's no snakes. And then they would turn the light back off to save the battery, and so we would sit there in that total pitch black, you couldn't see the end of your nose. <laughs> and, uh, but in those times, that's when Grandpa would tell stories, or Granny would tell stories, and we would go to that story place. And that was uh, 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 this, uh, the, the diversion or the distraction from the darkness that we were in to tell stories became very valuable to us. And I think maybe on some, some level, that's one of the reasons I'm a storyteller today was there were so many storms came in my childhood that I became a storyteller, which is a guardian of memories. And so I try to guard the memories that are valuable and some of them were actually from dark places, but I also try to find the value in those as well. But we would sit there in that place. But on that particular May morning on the way to the storm cellar, about halfway up the hill, my brother was helping my granny along, and all of a sudden she says, oh, well, I, I lost my finger, Holt. And uh, so she reached to get a hold of his arm again after losing Holt, losing her finger Holt, as she called it, finger Holt. She reached back to get a hold of his arm again, and she didn't, and she fell. And when she fell, uh, she died. And uh, there in the middle of the road on Garrett's Creek, my granny went to heaven.
And of course, uh, all of us children, I was, I was eight, my brother was 10, my sister was seven, I guess, and, and uh, we were all the way down to, to little kids, you know. But I just remember standing there and watching my granny die. And in a few minutes, while I looked up and the sky was exactly like it is today, it was this beautiful blue sky and, uh, and the storm never came. And uh, we went on to the storm cellar while, uh, there was, while one of my aunts ran to a nearby house and found someone that was willing to drive my granny to Scottsville to the hospital, but of course she was already gone. And, uh, and uh, they took all of us kids, we went on to the storm cellar because we knew it was coming. And then uh, for the rest of my life, I got to realize that my granny died running from a storm that never came. And her heart condition was because of those kind of moments as well. And I was, I was reading this morning, listen to this. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And let your gentleness be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be, made, be known to God. And the peace of God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to say, think on things that are noble and pure and holy and of good report, and any virtue, all of this. See, if, if we think on and meditate on those very, some of those very things that we think most upon, they become not only the way we think in our mind, but the way that we live our lives. And ultimately, uh, it don't always turn out that good. <laughs> you know, it, matter of fact, it never does. And uh, yeah, we're in a stormy time right now. But you know, I would, I would just say to you, think on the things that are pure and holy and powerful and wonderful and glorious and, and um, Let's don't allow our minds to be just completely immersed in the, the possibilities of the storm that's going to get, the, get us that may never really come. That is, I say that with full respect and, and uh, sadness for those that have, have suffered through this thing and, and, uh, and, and died. I mean, it's a horrible thing. But let's think on the things that, that are, are pure and holy. See, t t uh, meditate on the Word today. Find a scripture and walk with the Word today. Walk with Jesus with the Word today. And uh, anyway, God bless you guys. Thanks for coming to the Listening Porch. Now you may have to leave, but you don't have to stay gone you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Ray Hughes. There you'll find video versions of this podcast. I also have numerous online courses at selaministries.com. And don't forget to take a look at the beautiful handmade ink pens at redriverturning.com. See you next time on The Listening Porch.